0: welcome to the living the dream podcast with curveball if you believe you can achieve hello and welcome to another episode of living the dream with curveball i'm your host curveball and today i am joined by tracy lamori She is an international award-winning publicist, and we're going to be talking about empowering women and also about how to build your profile with media. Tracy, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on and to be here with your listeners.
0: Let's start off by introducing yourself and telling people who you are and all the awards that you've been nominated for and all the ones that you have won. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, my name is Tracy Lemori. um I'm Canadian, originally born in Ottawa, the nation's capital, Toronto girl though, which is our, our big media centre, and uh, I work internationally. Last year, um, I always say, I mean, this year it's COVID and we're all, I'm just, I'm right here at home like everybody else, but last year I was actually on 10 different projects, travelling with nine different clients and one friend at the time, two on... What was it? Nine different projects in seven different industries to all kinds of cities on five countries on four continents, all for my PR work. So, yeah, (laughs) I'm all over the place. And um, so, you know, most people don't know what PR is, but basically, PR and media. Um, I work with entertainers, obviously, authors, public speakers, but also entrepreneurs, anybody who um, needs to build a media profile. And sometimes people in business don't think about a publicist. They think about a marketing budget, but they don't realize that they're leaving on the table all kinds of opportunities for earned media, you know, where they can be quoted as an expert in their field and build their profile that way instead of just, you know, buying ads, which anybody can do in audiences these days or. Are sophisticated enough not to necessarily you know be super impressed with spying an ad but people are still impressed when you're interviewed in the media so that's what I do is get people out there
0: wow sounds like you be you're pretty busy let's talk about <laughs> the biggest author and uh entertainer that you've worked with in your career
1: so all kinds of different projects. I mean, some that I'm working with now. I mean, um, I've worked with one One is DJ Speedy, who um, it was cre- a um, producer for Beyonce and Jay-Z and Waka Flocka and all kinds of things like that. And he worked with me on a project. And uh, then I became basically his Canadian agent. So if Canadian artists want to work with him, they come through me. Um, i worked with, going back, Richard Pryor Jr., his son, Richard Pryor, the famous comedian. His son is also a, a well-known entertainer and an author, and he came and um, worked on some projects with us in Toronto. I worked with Rosa Parks' cousin, you know, Rosa Parks, the legendary civil rights activist, who obviously she's no longer with us. She died in her 90s um, 20 years ago or so, but I worked with her cousin who wrote a um uh, award-winning film she's an award-winning filmmaker about her legacy and more recently a children's book to inspire kids to activism um so and her name is Angela Sadler Williamson I work with her right now I'm working with somebody that I can't yet name, but by the time this airs, I don't know. I I probably will be able to. Who's Who's a huge, very well-known entertainer on the continent in Africa, right across Africa. She has three major television shows um, and acts in a soap opera. So uh, yeah, and I'm just a whole, I work on all kinds of projects. Where one Elva Green right now. Um, Her father, Eddie Green, you may not know his name offhand, but if you Google him, he's literally from the turn of the century up to the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. He was literally like a black entertainer, if you can imagine in 1915, 1919, imagine what that would have been like. And you probably don't know his name, but the song, A Good Man is Hard to Find, I didn't realize was from 1919. And he's the man who wrote it. And, you know, we still joke about that these days. And there's all those, you know, other so- songs, you know what I mean? But that's in the vernacular. And that's Eddie Green. And I'm working with his daughter on a new book about him. So all over the place, we work with, you know, just all kinds of different people with all kinds of important messages. A little 13-year-old girl I discovered in the summer, um, a little girl named Bolu, B-O-L-U, canadian girl and she was uh inspired by or disturbed by you know everything going on and inspired to speak out and not only for black lives matter but also here in canada we have a we're pretty ashamed of the way we've treated our aboriginal first nations people so black lives matter and first nations theme song called make it right and it starts it says 2020 what have you become And it is a little plaintive, little 13 year olds voice saying it's time to make it right and yes, yeah, so I work on a lot of interesting and important projects. Right now I have about 26 active clients and that you know changes by the month, but they're right across the I'm looking at the list right now. So from entertainer to somebody who's you know fighting the government for access to ch- ch- some children's services that aren't quite going the way they should, to people who are um have products like a new, a new beard line beard oil for men. Uh, to a paralegal that I work with, to some of the entertainers that I've mentioned, to just really, and one project I'm excited about right now is a new film. You don't know his name yet, but you will. George Atkinson, a new uh, television series that's in pre-production, a sci-fi series that we think is going to kind of have the crazy kind of fan base that you see in sci-fi. So, yeah, I'm working with a lot of interesting things, and it changes every day, and that's why I love my work so much.
0: Sounds like it. And you have an impressive resume. Speaking of books, let's talk about your, your books uh-huh. and your you got an upcoming book. Let's talk about I that. I do.
1: And this, that's uh called Get Wrapped: Build Your Brand with Effective Public and Media Relations, coming out with propriety publishing. It's not self-published. They had it's actually the publisher literally asked me to write the book on public relations. I'd started working with her um on her previous. Nonfiction book the 30 Percent solution a business book and we were able to make that a business bestseller and then she decided to start her own publishing company um to have to have other authors and now she's got about 30 authors all business kind of based soft skills kind of stuff and she asked me to write the book on pr basically because we were so successful with making her book a bestseller she originally asked me four years ago i'm so busy serving my clients and you know it took me so long to get the first two chapters done. Then COVID hit. And I said, okay, now would be time to write a couple more chapters. So I'm about halfway through now, but the book has the an ISBN number and a cover and uh, everything. It's just literally waiting for me to fill up, you know, the inside and send it to my publisher. <laughs> she messaged me again today. So, yeah, so that's coming out. And that basically the point of that book is to give the kind of advice that people have been asking me to speak about lately in summits and on forums and at speaking engagements and on podcasts, which is just kind of letting people know that it's not just celebrities. People think of celebrities when they think of publicists and sports stars and all that. But my book is to let people know that it's for any average person. If you're an average person that cares about a cause and you're, you know, a good speaker about it and you want to get out there, a publicist can help you do that. If you're, um, any kind of small business it doesn't matter what you are if you're in lawn care there's somebody somewhere writing an article about that or or you have a story that we shouldn't you know something you know about that we don't know about that we could make into a story so no matter what somebody does i can basically find media opportunities for the mainstream radio television newspapers and also now in the new world also you know podcasts like yours and you know give give uh, are are fantastic cuz they give people a chance to tell their story and be heard as well so kudos to you for this this is the kind of forum that entrepreneurs you know people really need and it's it's great what you're doing
0: well i definitely appreciate that and this is why i do it for guys like you who are trying to get people out there and speaking of getting people out there how can a person beat the lineup so they can get to the top of their field and achieve their goals
1: so, yeah, there's a couple of you know different little tips what they have to know how to it, so basically, what I say is, you know think about your story, approach media. And I'm not saying you need a publicist. If you can get a publicist, if you have a marketing budget, you should have a PR budget, basically. I would say split it up and get a publicist and see what they can do for you. If you can't do that though, I mean, when i when I started my my backstory is I became I came into PR, I learned to write a press release twenty years ago to help an innocent man named Jimmy Dennis get off a death row in Pennsylvania turned out he you know took us a long time but he was freed in 2017 so when I you know first my wrote my first press release nobody taught me how to do it I didn't have the fancy title publicist I literally had to just you know go and research now everything's online so you can find reporters who are in your field you know that kind of thing but so what I would say right now is if you're um what like give me an example of, of, a, of a job like a, career, a company you might have somebody might have like uh want to make something up like i mean anything an accountant you know or real estate i use real estate as a great example because we all know real estate agents right there's not one of us who doesn't know a real estate agent and when you leave your house or apartment you see five ads (laughs) so we all know how to get a hold of a real estate agent and we also all know how much money they spend or we see they spend a lot of money in advertising but what 90% of real estate agents do not know is that they're leaving a whole bunch of media opportunities on the table literally every day. Because on the daily, we get, I mean, literally daily, from outlets as big as Oprah.com to your local newspaper, we get requests specifically looking for quotes from real estate agents for thing, everything from things like house staging to how is the market this year to... I'm not a real estate expert. So you, know, you can imagine, whatever a real estate agent can... Essentially, be asked we see media writing articles you know looking for quotes about uh, from them now you'd think they would just call up their local friend their real estate agent or they'd just look at the ad that they see across the street and call that agent but they don't they sign up to these services and ask publicists do you guys have any clients that can speak to this and the reason for that is you could be an expert at whatever you do but media wants you to be an expert, but they also want to know that you give good media. Do you know how to give a quote? Do you, Are you comfortable with a camera in front of your face? Are you going to... Uh, 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 like that as soon as they ask you a question. So it's a lot easier for media just to come to publicists to find our sources. So um, if you... So what that tells you, if you don't have a publicist though, it's still valuable information because you just need to know how to present yourself. So what we do, if a, if a real estate agent, for example, comes to me, I'm going to say to him, okay, there's two parts of what I can do for you. One is we you're going to have to learn to tell your story. So tell me about yourself and tell me about your expertise. So Every if, if you're a real estate agent and you see a story in the news or you know you you know you notice something about the marketplace, you might say it to your friend or your wife. Instead, write a press release about it. You know, so for example, it, that makes you the expert. So if you're uh, if you've noticed that people are are not buying houses next in good areas next to schools as much as they were last year, you know, because of COVID, for example, because now everybody is educating online. I don't know that that's true, but if that was a thing and you were a real estate agent you noticed that and you hadn't seen that in the news, but you just noticed it from your your practice, then that would be an opportunity to write a topical press release where you reach out to media with you as the star, basically. You're like, you know agent and wherever says blah, blah, blah. So essentially media is always looking for stories, but the the key is to understand the difference between editorial and advertorial because most business owners think, um, you know, whatever they're doing is fantastic and it might well be, but the editor also knows that you're in the, you know, you're trying to find a free ad. They're not in the business of giving you a free ad. They would love to direct you to the advertising department because they need money too. So it's all about crafting, and really understanding what a story is. So the big thing is the difference between advertorial, really harshly ask yourself, is what I want to present to the media basically just an ad saying my company's awesome or is there a story in there? So you can always create a story out of it. You just, that's the skill is finding. So instead of just saying, hey, I'm the best real estate agent in town, how can I get myself in the newspaper where they're quoting me so that everybody reading it because people that's the credibility media brings. Everyone reading it is gonna assume that agent or that writer searched far and wide, you know, to find the best agent when actually they just found the best quote or the person available to give the best quote. So so that's the that's one aspect is understand the difference between marketing and, and PR and advertising and PR. So what works in in advertising is not gonna work in PR. With PR, you're talking about your earned. Media. So they're never, you know, editor wants to send you over to the ad department. You've got to convince them, no, no, this is a story. And there's always a story. And that's, I mean, the beauty of having a publicist is we're skilled at finding the story. We've been doing this for years. But again, somebody and, and in, you know, an entrepreneur on their own can do it too. You just have to be very careful not to burn your media bridges by sending out something that is basically an ad because you never want the editor to be like, oh, yeah whatever. You know what I mean? Because then when you do have something, um, you know, newsworthy, they may not be noticing it. They're thinking, oh, that guy just always wants free advertising. He doesn't know what a press release is, you know? So find your story in your, whether it's in what you do or just the bigger story in the, in the, in your industry, and present yourself as a speaker and then also aggressively look for your podcaster, you know, so you, you came to me and asked to interview me, but people now I, I, you know, entrepreneurs, I find aggressively look for podcast opportunities for my clients. And I suggest that they do that too, because if you don't have any media presence in mainstream media yet, podcasts are a great way to, um, to show your stuff to basically, so when a client comes to me and, You know, I don't, I I can't send a press release to mainstream media saying, here, look at all their previous media. If I can set them up with some podcasts where they can speak about their passion and be interviewed and have a back and forth, well, then I can send that podcast to mainstream media and they can hear how good this person is in an interview, right? And they can say, oh, yeah, that's, I can see why I want to have them on my show. That sounds great.
0: Speaking of podcasters, do, do you feel like podcasters can benefit from publish, publicists? And if so, what would be the price range for a podcaster to get a publisher?
1: Yeah, I work publisher. with a couple of um of podcasters, actually. One that here in Canada has a podcast called Black Fathers Matter. And one is a no BS. So basically a podcaster, it's exactly, I approach a podcaster as the same way I would approach an author, which is you're an expert in your, feet. you know, whatever you're primarily like if you're if you're primarily podcasting about business right then that makes you now now you're an expert in business by virtue of that podcast so that podcast acts the way a book would act you know so if an author comes to me there's this is a perfect example of that an author will come to me with a book and obviously with a book there's all kinds of media for books like you know there might be some there's reviewers that review books there's you know there's specific things about books but then if I want to get my client into media that does not review books, right, it's not about the book because they're not going to report, hey, a new book is released. But what they might report on is like for is what that, like if it's a nonfiction book, for example, I'm looking at one right now. My my client wrote a book about the healthcare system in Canada. So um, to get this book discussed in places where they don't talk about books, just to get you discussed in places where they're not talking about podcasts, I talk about the experts. So now the, this the author is the one I'm presenting as a as a guest on other mainstream media on podcasts to talk about the subject of the book, not to talk about the new book being released. Hey, I've got a new book. Nobody cares. But now he's an expert on healthcare in Canada. How do we know he's an expert? Oh, he's the author of this book. So same as you. So if you were to come to me and, you know, you want to build your brand in the business world, for example, right? Like you've been doing podcasts mostly about business. Um, that's one example. Could be anything. Then I'd be like, okay, I have several opportunities right off the top of my head you know had where i could get you quoted in an article like one that's recently how to be a recognized as a thought leader in your field the authority magazine for example they're doing features of uh like ongoing features of different businesses and there's one that yeah how to be recognized as a thought leader in your field meet the the um, the women of the c-suite was one meet the uh black executives changing you know diversity in industry was one so there's like 10 or 12 there's all kinds of ongoing series i can pitch my client to they get accepted because those um Editors, they know me. They like my work. They see, you know, they're used to me giving them interesting people and good people. So, ninety percent of the time, I when somebody hires me, I know right away. I can get them set up in this. I can get them set up in this. I can get them set up in this. So, for the podcast question, by the end of the week after somebody hired me you know, they would be interviewed on another podcast about whatever their thing is. I would have already written an article about them and submitted it to my editor at Prosperity Press in California, you know, about whatever they do. You know, if it was you, for example, I'd know I'd learn more about you and who you are personally and what brought you to this and what's interesting about you as a person and what your interests are and then about the podcast. So a book is like a pod, like a podcast is like a book. You know what I mean? So I'd be promoting the podcast And the the podcaster as an expert, just like I promote a book and the author is an expert and find media opportunities for that author to be quoted and, you know and write press releases and all that stuff. And in terms of how much it costs, I have a sliding scale. So it depends if it's an individual or a tiny, you know, in, small entrepreneur business who can't afford normal PR rates, which I completely understand, especially now most people can't, like most small businesses because because corporate PR rates are usually $3,000 a month, three months minimum. And I couldn't afford that. <laughs> and most people can't. So I have packages that are um, $500 for a month, per month a thousand dollars for three months and within those are boutique packages where i do it's not you know full eight hours a day pr obviously that price but i do all kinds of things where i know i can get you um you know visibility and you and get some action and then you take that action that i get you and then we can move on to getting you know mainstream media as well so yeah that's what i do no matter what you know no matter what people do i'm pretty confident that i can get them Get them uh, some play. Because no matter what you do, there's somebody writing articles about it. And if there's not, somebody should be, <laughs> you know, because there's some knowledge that's not being imparted there, obviously.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to ask this question for all my female listeners. Um, if somebody wanted to become a power woman, how could they do that? Or what, what advice would you give them?
1: I'm going to tell them right now to stop and think. I bet you they are. <laughs> i always say my my talk that i give about power women is you you are a power woman too and i basically say build yourself up and then build up your brand and then tell the world about it so we don't as women we really i mean this is not just true of, um, of only women because men sometimes men have these kind of feelings too but it's well known that women even hugely accomplished women question themselves a lot that's the, the phrase that you might have heard is called um Oh, what do they call it? Imposter syndrome, where women that are like hugely skilled and have a resume as long as your arm, but inside their head, they're sitting at the table thinking, oh gosh, you know, like they're, you know, afraid to speak out or they feel like they're going to be found out that they're not as accomplished as everybody else. And that's just a matter of self-esteem. You very, uh, you don't often hear men expressing that, but a lot of times, and you know, I work with hugely accomplished women and they will give me I like a list of all the stuff they've done in order for me to write up a little article about them. And when I finally put the article together or a little one pager, so many women have said to me, oh my God, you made me sound so good. And it always makes me laugh because I'm like, well, you are, do you not realize how accomplished you are? And people really don't. But even for women who do not have a list of awards and accomplishments and business, if I always say, if you're getting number one, if you're, a, if you're a mom, chances are you're a power woman okay and if you're getting up out, if you have an image if you have an idea in your head of a business you'd like to start or uh, you're a power woman if you're a creative and you're getting your stuff out there or trying to or you're a power woman if you're just really holding your shit together excuse my language in this world with all the stuff that women put it uh you know are, are put on us you're probably a power woman and you just don't realize it so the really number one thing is people really need to really understand their own worth understand this is not just words they do deserve a seat at the table and you probably are hugely powerful and you're not using that power in ways that make you recognize that you're a power woman you know other people in your life are probably inspired by you you're helping people you're but maybe you know you're just too overwhelmed to to be able to put all those things aside and, you know, focus on your career or yourself or building your brand, it doesn't mean you're not a power woman too. So I bet you all my listeners really are power women and I want, you know, I really want them to understand that. And when you look at, you know, other people doing things, when you look at me and all my accomplishments, just the way I look at, you know, whoever and all their accomplishments, don't look at the, those accomplished people as other. You you know, and think, oh, they're on TV, they're over there, they're and I'm just here doing normal stuff. No, that's all just a matter of circumstance and you know, action and the will to realize that again, if you really believe that you deserve a seat at the table, then you won't be shy to do what I mentioned earlier, which is write up that little media release and reach out to the media saying, Hey, you know what? I'm a real estate agent. I've noticed this in my field. If you want to interview me, come and talk to me about it, because you'll understand that's all anybody else, you know, that's on TV is doing. So the power woman thing, you know, I, I started that because everybody's been calling me a power woman for years and for, I laughed for a while. And then I realized, well, I guess I really am. But when did that start? When I realized that I can do things and I just did them and I didn't let anybody stop me. And that's what it takes, you know? So don't let anybody tell you you're not a power woman. Being a power woman begins right now, The right now, when you're listening to and thinking, you know what? Yeah. Look! Look! I mean, look where I've gotten. I mentioned the guy that I helped get off death row, and you know, we always say to each other now, he's a musician. Just recorded an amazing song. Everybody should look up about race in America called "Hate the Skin I'm In" about racism in America called "Hate the Skin I'm In" by Jimmy Dennis. But um, whenever we're talking, we always laugh because when we met, he was convicted on death row, sentenced to death, with two execution dates hanging over his head, and I was, you know, a telemarketer. My husband and me. Just doing entry level jobs 25 years ago, whatever it was. And now I'm an award winning international publicist. He's no longer on death row, which everybody thought was impossible. He's actually recording music and was on a panel a couple of weeks ago with Ja Rule and Naughty by Nature talking about, you know, police violence and such. So we always say to each other now is, you know what? I didn't come this far to only come this far. And that's one thing, you know, no matter where you are in your life, if You know, you're in a situation where you're being abused or you're stuck in one place or you're, you know, whatever it is that you come through to get to where you are today is a lot. And you did not come this far to only come this far, ladies and men, too. But I want my ladies to hear me. Yeah, (laughs) you didn't come this far to only come this far. You're a power woman. Believe it. Own it. Do it. Don't let anybody tell you different. That's my spin on that.
0: Well, give us your span on human rights and the death penalty, because it sounds like you're pretty passionate with that. And oh. um you might be another Kim Kardashian here in the US helping people get out of jail.
1: Well, we i thank Kim very much because actually Kim is involved with a case that I don't know her personally, but you know, whenever people joke about Kim Kardashian, the Kardashian that say you hold up there, don't I won't hear a word against her because she is a passionate advocate about that. And and you know, a lot of the you know people say, oh, well, for the cameras. No, no, no. Nobody gets involved with anti-death penalty work for the cameras. You know, it's a lot easier to get attention for feeding starving children and everybody loves you for that. You know, death penalty work is hard. It's emotional. It's devastating. It's not easy. And she has not only just tweeted about it, she's not only just, but she is physically gone to, to cases of Wrongful conviction, not only, you know, later when everybody's applauding because the guy's off death row, but she has gone down with the family of a prisoner that is currently on death row in Texas. And, you know, um, Ronald Reed and he's innocent and his brother, his family has been doing some amazing work. And they say about her because she came physically to their house with no cameras on. And she's the real thing. And he says, what he so what he says about her is may God continue to bless and favor you. She literally helped save his life, her and Dr. Phil, because nobody was paying attention to this case for 25 years. You would have been executed. And then all of a sudden. But because the Kim Kardashian and randomly Dr. Phil, who's not—I was surprised. private, I think he got involved because of Kim's work, and he looked into it and said, "Hmm, this is actually disturbing." He—that guy got a stay, which means he was not executed last year. He's still on death row. He's still at risk of being executed. And Kim is still active in the case. But he, she—you know—so she has a heart. Exactly. She lit real. She's for real. She—I think she—you know—wants to be a lawyer if this, <laughs> if all of this goes, you know, the Kardashian thing goes away she's going to be a lawyer and we hope she does (laughs) but yeah that was just about kim but in terms of my my death penalty journey um there's a lot of people innocent people still on death row we're going to be releasing something for one of my clients too that i'm working with tonight whose death penalty action they're currently doing really important work on the death penalty in the states and especially you know as we have these conversations about race in america people do not realize how much the death penalty should be a part of that conversation. And even the whole, anybody with understanding of the whole prison industrial complex and how that all came about since the 80s and where we are now as a result. And, you know, I'll put it this way. I went to, I went to, um, I mean, when Jimmy Dennis, he will say, when he talks about this, he talks about black people, Hispanic people, and poor white people. That's what he says, and I always say, because that's who we saw in death row. But then when I say, you know, really, it's really a more of a racial issue than you give credit for when you say that, you know. But it's, I guess, it's financial. It, it, it definitely comes down to economic and financial as well. But, but the, but race is a huge, huge part of it and i know i was never so shocked as when i went to visit jimmy dennis when he was still on death row we went to visit him in 2003 in pennsylvania and we walked into the visitors section and there was maybe 30 people there you know waiting to visit probably 15 different prisoners who were behind their little glass and this is in america and I walked in there, and every single person in the room, we, so it was all family members of the prisoners being visited on the first day, we were there two days. First day out of like 30 people visiting a death camp, right? This is a death camp. Everybody was Black or Hispanic. Not one white prisoner was in there. Like, And I was like, hmm, so this is America's death camp, huh? Interesting demographics. So Because that's, that's who they, they kill. That's who they throw. And then the next day, there was like one white guy, and I was like, wow, they actually have a white guy on death row. And do you know what? He was a serial killer. So like, yeah, you might get a white guy there, but like, you know, like I shouldn't say that there are a lot of white people on death row, but if you look at the numbers, it's hugely racial based. And, and victimology is part of that. It's not only who, um who the killer is, but it's, how America values the victims is where you see racism in the American death penalty too, which is, it is almost impossible. It's very, very rare to see a white person get a death penalty for killing a black person. But you see, I mean, a whole bunch of black people, you dare to kill a white person. That's where you get the death penalty. Right. And um, in, 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 yeah. So just look at the victims of the people that are on death row with victimology and that, and the racial imbalance there. And that's where you see, you know, how American li- values or doesn't value life as well. So that's a whole other story. <laughs> it's a deep. That's a deep dark story. Twenty years of the death penalty. It's not not pleasant. Let me tell you. But there's a, but a lot of light needs to be shone on that still, and so I would just ask activists. You know, people who care about social justice issues, people who are not thinking about that as a social justice issue, but you know people who are otherwise concerned about racial imbalance and black lives matter and all that stuff, take a look at what they're doing in your name, the death penalty because that's a, a scary story and it says it says a whole lot in a nutshell, and nobody pays attention because you know, it's just death row prisoners, right. So a lot goes on behind closed doors without without people really understanding.
0: Absolutely. For, for people looking to start up entrepreneurship or to own their own business, describe the type of mindset that they would have to have.
1: So that, yeah, you've got to be a go-getter. You've got to be ready to spend a lot. I mean, have you ever heard this phrase? It says, when you own your own business, you get to pick which 60 hours of the week you want to work. And I say 80 or 100. So you've got to be passionate about what you do. And and, and and you know, so much so that it, it almost is your life. Not to the exclusion of your family and friends, but I mean, it's almost like there's no separation between. I mean, what you do because you love it so much that should be what you go into as an entrepreneur. Because entrepreneurship is hard work. It's, uh, you know, you got to do your the work that you're good at, the servicing your customers or whatever it is that you're doing, and then you've got to learn how to run a business, and and that's a learning curve too. And recently, I'm in a brand new learning curve after eight years. Of you know general partnership because we just incorporated so now I'm literally you know the shareholder and the director and the and the senior publicist and all that stuff so incorporation is a whole new world but um, again that's that's part of the next step of the entrepreneur life a lot of entrepreneurs stay at being entrepreneur because we're comfortable there and that's where I was pretty comfortable at that you know so to, to suddenly switch over. And to take the next step into becoming corporate is something a lot of us never do, but I'm learning now that it's really a good idea to do that, you know, in terms of not just for the little tax benefits and all that, but in terms of growing your business in the international marketplace and really having, you know, be viewed as um, like corporations who want to do business with other corporations, you know, kind of thing. So it elevates you from entrepreneurs are mostly doing business with other entrepreneurs or small businesses is what what i feel and then once you are at a corporate level you know governments are doing business with you so yeah
0: absolutely
1: i'm I'm ethics it's funny because i came to pr you know from activist work so i'm very strongly ethics first and you know nothing will ever change that so I, i you know i wouldn't i can't imagine myself being one of these big corporate PR companies that actually represents governments you know because governments aren't always ethical and then you have to lie or change or you know i don't want to ha- ever be in a position I, I that's not the kind of pr i do i don't want to spin you know i what i do is find people who need their stories and voices amplified and it's either something I'm really passionate about, like the activist work, like the Black Lives, you know, Matt, like Bo, the little singer, or Rosa Parks' cousin, or things like that. Or it's just, you know, I'm passionate also about people being able to create their own lives and not have to be independent on, you know, not be dependent on some big business, you know, to, to live, right? So people don't realize how easy, like right now, I think it's a lot easier to build a business than it is to sit there and wait somebody to pay you because that can be cut off really quickly and yeah a client can fire me but if I have 15 clients there's not one client that can do me any harm by firing me you know what I mean so you can diversify you can just have faith everything in this world comes down to having faith in yourself everything does for real this is no I'm not one of those positive thinker the, the book whatever the secret people but the reality of life and really believe you can. if you don't believe in yourself that you can do it you just can't do it once you believe that you can do it, then you're going to take the first step to do it. And the way world works is when you take that first step, somebody will come and meet you on the second, or you'll be a little bit closer so you can see a little further. So now you see what your second step is and that's what it is. So really believe in yourself. Don't wait for later. You don't need a million dollars to start a business. I guess it depends what your business is, but as a service-based business, I started 10 years ago in a crappy apartment with an internet connection and a really old desktop computer. Zero funding, nothing but the internet and my brain. Nothing. And this, in that little box we have in front of us now in the internet, there's a whole world of opportunity. So if you can learn how to navigate that and communication and networking and everything else is key and, and then doing amazing work and, you know, People will refer. Now, now all of my business is referral based, and that's the goal. And you know, now I can turn business away, and that's after eight years. So, you know, everybody can do it too. It's a matter of, you know, it, it takes a lot of hours and a lot of time and a lot of devotion and a lot of strategy and everything. But, you know, it's not harder than the work that you're putting in for somebody else at an office somewhere.
0: As the intro of this podcast says, if you believe, you can achieve.
1: Absolutely, there you go.
0: (laughs) Are there any other topics that?
1: So important, it's so true. People hear this, and I really hope that people do, you know, understand that from from all the stories that you present them all the time, right? it's easy for us to listen to people say these kind of things and think, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Positive thinking. And I mean, positive thinking that, that kind of, that messaging can be toxic. I'm not just saying think positive all the time. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, believe in yourself. Number one, act ethically and act in accord with those beliefs, you know, and then other people will believe in you. If you believe in yourself and always act ethically, then other people will start to believe in you. And then you're going to have those people around you that are supporters, that are business, that are associates, that are recommending you, that are, you know, so that's that. <laughs>
0: are there any other topics that we haven't discussed that you would like to discuss?
1: No, I feel bad that I just keep ranting. I know I'm just talking a lot, but you're asking really good questions. So I'm just like, Bleh. but um But no, I guess that's all I just... um I'd love people to follow me on Instagram because there's always new messaging that I'm doing for, you know, again, the most important things to me are the ones that make a difference. And again, I'd like to close with Jimmy Dennis. I learned how to write a press release to try to get Jimmy Dennis off a death row. It happened not just because of me, but because of the legal team and all the people devoted to him for years. And now that he's free, he joins us in trying to make this world a better place. Right. And he uses music the way I use PR and so I would, you know, it, it, that's, that will be my close. Forget following me on Instagram, forget the Canadian girl, forget, it doesn't matter. Please follow Jimmy Dennis music, go to all streaming platforms, you know, all of them and search Jimmy Dennis, J I M M Y last name Dennis D N N I S. The, the current song is hate the skin I'm in, which is a, um oh, just a hugely affecting song about racism in america and he's got two previous songs ah you went and did it and um you said and they're all available and you know so that's Literally right there. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. He has a shirt that says never, ever, ever give up. We used to talk when he was on death row on the phone and everyone thought we were crazy. He's not there now. He's recording and he's got a voice. So my biggest wish in life is that people listen to that voice. (laughs) So again, forget coming and following me, follow Jimmy Dennis music. Please search Jimmy Dennis on all music platforms, download that song, hate the skin I'm in. And yeah. And I hope that things get better in America. I mean, we're not perfect here, but we're looking down there and it's just terrifying. So my friends and neighbors down there, we hope that you guys heal.
0: Absolutely. And go ahead and give us some contact information. So if people want to connect with your user services.
1: Okay. Thank you. Um, so that would be, my email is Lamori PR Gmail. I'll spell that because it's a weird name, but it's basically Lamore, like, French love with I E at the end. So L A M O U R I E P R at Gmail.com. Or they can visit my website, Lamorie Media, again, L-A-M-O-U-R-I-E media.com. Uh, find me on Facebook where I literally live, Tracy Lamori. Um, Instagram, I'm Tracy Lamorie, P-R-media. Maybe you can put the spelling in my name, I guess, so they can see how to do that. And yeah, they can join me, friend me, contact me. I'm absolutely, no matter how busy I am, I'm always interested in interesting new projects. So, um, you know, talk to me about it. And interesting could be, it does not have to be a rock star. It could be an interesting product. It could just be an entrepreneur who, who is an interesting person or a person who in their life has done this and now they want to do this and they need to pivot. I, I'd be happy to help them do that. So my power ladies and power ladies to be and my ethical men and the guys out there, everybody who wants to change the world or do some good stuff with their business, as long as you're ethical, I'm your publicist.
0: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Tracy Lamore. Tracy, thank you so much for joining me. Great interview.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate being on the air. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm